Welcome to another edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And we hope to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In today's episode, we're going to be doing a very special spotlight. Spirituality and jazz. How spirituality is peppered all throughout the history of jazz. From some of its earliest songs to even what's going on today. And we plan on giving uh, a multi-part series and a spotlight dedicated on this and hopefully it reaches some of our listeners and gives them some solace and some comfort and just some education sometimes you know people just need a little bit of guidance so that's what we aim to do so thank you for listening don't forget to check out the website the dr jazz podcast that's d-r-j-a-z-z podcast.wordpress.com Let's get to some music. The elder is in bad humor this morning. I takes my text from the 11th of the Ecclesiastes. He that is amongst you without sin, let him throw the first rock. What it says is, let him cast the first stone. But I ain't taking no chances on you all misunderstanding me. For 20 years, you all been throwing rocks at one another. But you wasn't satisfied. You had to come and throwing them at me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, nothing. But I ain't going to warn you all no more. But in the language of that great prophet Henry Shakespeare... Watch your step. Watch your step. What did Nicodemus say? I said, what did Nicodemus say? He said, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's all right, too. There's a lot of you all here this morning. Think you've been washed. You ain't even been sponged. <clears throat> Can't no use grunting. All night before last Thanksgiving, I think it was long about midnight, a certain brother, he's sitting right here out there, this certain brother was coming down the road, toting the bag, and he sees another brother toting another bag and getting over a fence. Both bags was occupied. Now, neither one of these brothers spoke, but a sound from the bag of the brother on the fence indicated that he had procured the main article for his Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the other certain brother had in his bag a member of the same family. But it wasn't exactly the kind of a bird generally used for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this filled that certain brother's heart so full of jealousy and malice that he goes straight home and tells his wife what he sees. And that does settle it. It's the truth. 
truth. You know it's the truth. You know it's the truth. His wife tells her sister. Her sister tells her friend. And the first thing I know, every member of this congregation here is whispering around that I, me, me, I had stole a turkey. There ain't no use fewing in the future, any of you all that throws rocks at me, I'm going to throw them back at you. And when I start throwing, friends, I shall miss nobody. Mm, there's silence. Now that certain brother I've been talking about will kindly lead us in prayer. Here now. The scripture says that who the God would last destroy, they first make mad. Oh, no now. And the elders eat more sure is acting crazy. Now, On last Thursday night, who was it that I had to almost tote home? Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. That I almost minute. had to carry home bodily? Now, yeah. Yes, he was so full of Applejack. And mm. who was it? Ooh. Who was it, I said, that stole the largest money? I said, who was it, Lord, that stole the largest money and lost it playing five up down in Sister Mimi Crawford's? Doxology, doxology, doxology. Use all the doors. Use all the doors. We are all leaving now. Takes my text today from the book of Ephesians. The Lord loveth a cheerful giver. Tonight, my friends, you can omit the cheerful. The truth is life, and here is the truth. You all is way back in my salary, and something has got to be done here this evening, because if something ain't done, your shepherd is gone. That's all. That is Oh, I admit that times is tight, because when there used to be a ham coming here and a fowl or two from there from members of this flock, I managed to make out fair to Midland. They all comes to he who waits. But you all don't like me that self-preservation is the first law of he who gets it, and the Lord helps they that helps themselves. Everything's got so... Scientifical nowadays, that they don't commence building such things as smokehouses and henhouses out of pure concrete. And they've invented locks for them. The same as the combination on the first national bank. True, true. That makes it harder for all of us. And pretty near root me and my friends I need. I need. Ain't no use talking about what I need. I need everything from my hat down and from my overcoat in. <clears throat> now, ain't no use getting restless there, brother. Now, 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 because here is the program. We won't pass no plate this evening. You all is coming up one at a time and drop your offerings on the table here. While I shall look down from the hall of here with an eagle eye, we will start with the first row. 
Come, my lamb. Your shepherd calls unto you, saying, Give unto me that I may eat of the bread of life, so that when that great day comes, you can meet me in judgment and shake my hands with a clear conscience. We shall build our mansions in the sky by the seeds we sowed today. Come and meet us. Bus page, bus page. What will the harvest be? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I do, Brother Jenkins. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Buzz that? Yeah. All right, Sister Joan. Yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah. Chicken, chicken, chicken. I'll be there. We shall reap our joys in the by and by by what we sow today. We shall reap our joys yes, in yes. the by and by. Bless you, my lamb. Ah, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Shepherd is in me. Ah, oh, my. My, my, my. Ah, oh, my, my, my. We shall our joy in the fire. All right, so we just heard two tracks from Louis Armstrong from 1938-1939 when he was actually at one of the heights of his popularity. He chose to do uh, these two sides uh, of this kind of fictional preacher called Elder Eatmore. And what he's doing here is... uh, in his first track that we heard, Elder Eatmore's Sermon on Throwing Stones, and on the second track, Elder Eatmore's Sermon on Generosity, he is actually he managed to reach the general public about ways that their might preacher may talk the exact same way. He may say some of those exact certain things, and he didn't even have to play a single note on his trumpet. That's the amazing part. Here is a jazz star in his prime, and he's not even having to play a note on his trumpet. And he can still connect with the average garden variety, everyday layman out there in this country. Talking about, you know, throwing stone, don't cast the first stone. If you do, you know, I'll cast stones too. And, you know, all these things that, you know, a little preaching. Now, granted, it's tongue in cheek. But it's some of the very first examples of spirituality and religion bleeding into the jazz world. So, I mean, this is 1938, 1939, you know, and um, 
there you go. Now, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit um, into the 1950s, and you start to see this kind of gospel backbeat making its way into some of the hard bop and things like the hard bop styles uh, from Blue Note through Art Blakey and with Horace Silver, who we're about to hear here. Uh, Horace Silver wrote this track called The Preacher, and it was on his Horace Silver and the Jazz Messengers album. Um, the thing about this, just as a, as a side note, is that th- this song, The Preacher, was actually recorded and had words put to it and was recorded later on by Louis Armstrong and Bing Crosby together on Bing and Satchmo on that album. So, But this is the original, uh, and it really captures in a snapshot the vibe of that kind of down south gospel feeling, you know, and yeah, it's Horace Silver, the, the preacher.
All right. Horace Silver, man. Just just a good feeling tune, you know. It just it makes the soul feel good. I'm not going to lie. I mean, most of Horace's music makes the soul feel good, but I mean, that track goes along with what we're talking about here on this episode of the Dr. Jazz podcast. Spirituality and jazz. You know, there's a lot of crazy things, you know what I mean? But that track was Horace Silver and the Jazz Messengers and recorded on February 6th, 1955. And that's Kenny Dorham on the trumpet, Hank Mobley on the tenor saxophone, Doug Watkins on the bass, Art Blakey on the drums, and none other than Horace Silver on the piano, and he was the composer and arranger on that as well. Blue Note Magic. All right, so since we're in the 50s, you know, uh, it was in the 50s that uh, the Newport Jazz Festival really started taking off, and um, I believe it was Bert Stern uh, decided to film fragments, certain uh, pieces of the Newport Jazz Festival, and I believe it was 1958, I believe. And so it would be after Horace Silver already recorded The Preacher. And so there's a a myriad of jazz styles going on. There's bebop, there's harbop, there's cool jazz, there's, uh, you know, the trad jazz thing, you know, the typical New Orleans, Dixieland style jazz, um, modal jazz. And this is, it was put into a film, and the film was called Jazz on a Summer's Day. And it showed uh, little snippets of Jimmy Jufri with Bob Brookmeyer, Jim Hall. Uh, there was also uh, shots of Chico Hamilton with Eric Dolphy, Thelonious Monk, Anita O'Day, Louis Armstrong with Jack Teagarden, uh, Dinah Washington, Jerry Mulligan with Art Farmer, Thelonious Monk. Um, Sonny Stitt with Sal Salvador. I'm trying to think of these right off the top of my head. But at the end of the film, there was one last artist. And it was Miss Mahalia Jackson. And I want to give you one of the two or three tracks that they showed from that exact film. So this comes from the sound soundtrack to Jazz on a Summer's Day, which is one of my all-time favorite jazz um, movies, if you will, you know, concerts. And this is a track called Didn't It Rain, Miss Mahalia Jackson. Take off. 
Mahalia Jackson from Jazz on a Summer's Day Live at the Newport Jazz Festival with Didn't It Rain. And her voice just booms like a clap of thunder. You know, it's just a truly a, a God-given gift that she possesses. You know, and uh, it's no doubt that the one and only great ear of Duke Ellington noticed the the essence uh, of soul of absolute spirituality and connectivity that Mahalia Jackson held in her voice and of all of her dedicated listeners. And so Duke Ellington chose to use Miss Mahalia Jackson on one of his biggest and boldest works ever. One of my absolute favorite Ellington works. It was his work Black, Brown, and Beige. And throughout there is um, just numerous wonderful tracks. But the one that everyone took away from that. And they're all great. I'm not trying to choose between them. But this is the one that really, at least for me, resonated with me. Is a track called Come Sunday. And this is... Duke Ellington really starting to jump into the whole pool of spirituality and religion within jazz music as well. So, this is Duke Ellington's original composition, and the words are just hauntingly beautiful. The melody, especially at the bridge, just will give you chills. So, I present to you Miss Mahalia Jackson singing... Duke Ellington's Come Sunday with Duke Ellington and his orchestra accompanying from Ellington's Black, Brown, and Beige. Thank you. 
absolutely gorgeous. Pure beauty. That's Duke Ellington's Come Sunday with Duke Ellington and his orchestra supporting Miss Mahalia Jackson who conquers that composition. Just pure beauty. Alright, I would be remiss if I did not include some of the traditional spirituals that were featured in New Orleans music and New Orleans jazz. Now, the thing about New Orleans is many of these players and musicians from down there, they have been playing this for a very long time, but very few of them actually got to record many of these kind of things because er, back in the early, 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 early days because, I mean, they were, you know, basically recording other tunes. You know, nobody wanted to record spiritual music done in a New Orleans way. So they were too busy like Freddie Keppard and King Oliver playing like, you know, Sugarfoot Stomp or, you know, they were playing like um, Scissor Grinder Joe or, you know, the Hot Tamale Man and things like that. Um, but as the 1950s came about, there was this thing called the Dixieland Revival in which any of the stars who were still alive, there was new attention, you know, brought onto them. And uh, there was a resurgence in the popularity of that trad jazz, that Dixieland style, you know. And, uh, guys like George Lewis were a champion for that style of music, you know, because he came from New Orleans. Sidney Bechet and Mez Mesro and all of these, you know, cats were just killing it because there was this reinterest in the whole trad jazz scene. And it actually, they there were companies that wanted to record any and everything in that style. And so a lot of these guys would actually say, well, you know, when we actually play gigs, we play a lot of these spiritual tunes. And so they finally got to record a lot of these spiritual tunes. And this is another instance of spirituality in jazz. It just luckily were, was able to be recorded the second go-round. So... Uh, one of the champions, like as I said before, was George Lewis. And George Lewis was smart enough to actually record an entire album in the 50s of jazz spirituals. And he called it Jazz at Vespers. And it was uh, a whole host of tunes like that old rugged cross, uh, in the suite by and by, the saints go marching in. But, this one that I'm going to present to you is one of my all-time favorites by George Lewis. And here is George Lewis's clarinet on Lord, 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 You've Sure Been Good to Me. Enjoy.
Lord, 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 I'm in your care. Lord, 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 I'm in your care. George Lewis, Killing It on the Clarinet, from his album, Jazz at Vespers. Another example of spirituality in jazz. You have him singing, Lord, 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 you've sure been good to me. Keeping with that New Orleans tradition of putting in many of the spirituals within a jazz realm. And playing it their own way and improvising over it. So basically between like Louis Armstrong and Horace Silver, Mahalia Jackson, Duke Ellington, and George Lewis representing the the New Orleans tradition, one can think of this as almost like the Old Testament of spirituality and religion within jazz. And then this happened.
John William Coltrane is what happened. And that track was I'll Wait and Pray, recorded on November 24th, 1959, with Wynton Kelly on the piano, Paul Chambers on the bass, and Jimmy Cobb on the drums. Now, if that doesn't ring a bell for you, just a few months prior of the exact same year, those three gentlemen and Mr. Coltrane and Mr. Miles Davis recorded Freddie Freeloader for the Kind of Blue album. But this track, I'll Wait and Pray, comes from the Atlantic release Coltrane Jazz. And this is the very first instance of Coltrane really, you know, even just mentioning spirituality by playing a tune, a tune that mentions the word pray. And this is 1959, but it's the only ballad on this entire album. Which to me, you know, prayer is something that's very personal. It's a very personal thing. And I think whenever you play a ballad, when you're a jazz musician, it's a very personal thing as well. So I don't think that there's any mistaking those two in correlation with one another. And I like to think that the harmonic note that Train hit at the end of that ballad is like the the light that started the TNT bomb of what was to become his entire just cascade of spirituality into jazz. Because within two years he would be Actually, slightly less than two years, because this is November 3rd, 1961. John Coltrane took Elvin Jones on drums, Reggie Workman on the bass, McCoy Tyner on the piano, and Eric Dolphy on the bass clarinet, flute, an alto saxophone into the Village Vanguard. And he would record a song that basically puts it out right out there as basically an anthem for spirituality and jazz, if you will, and is simply entitled Spiritual. Now, this is different than saying I'll wait and pray. And this is different than saying the preacher. This is directly saying exactly what it is. Spirituality. So here's Train with Dolphy. Live at the Vanguard 61. Spiritual. Spiritual. 
John William Coltrane live at the Village Vanguard 1961. Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet, McCoy Tyner on the piano, and Elvin Jones just absolutely killing those drums. It just sound like waves crashing on the shore. I just man, such fire, such spirituality. That was spiritual. And it really opened up the floodgates. I mean, Coltrane just kept diving deeper, deeper, and deeper into this whole spiritual thing because, you know, Coltrane had these drug and alcohol problems and things like that, and he just locked himself in a room until he kicked his heroin habit. And he was said to have had this, like, religious event that just kind of, it it just, it overtook him, and it helped him get through that, and he started working on his tone poem to God, what would be the most, and still probably is, the most spiritual album in the entire jazz canon, that would be by 1964, what he calls a love supreme.
Acknowledgement, the first movement from John Coltrane's A Love Supreme. And you can hear him chanting, A Love Supreme, A Love Supreme. And it's just, it, it's, it just gets in your head, it gets in your soul, it gets in your heart. And it's so deep. And... There's no mistaking it. It, it. It's not like a ballad or a romance kind of thing, you know, for a girl or whatever. It, it's nothing close to that. There's no mistaking the deep spirituality of what John Coltrane is trying to achieve in this magnum opus. And it just, he takes that fragment in that Coltrane fa fashion and he keeps modulating it. He takes that da da do dee 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 do dee do 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 and he keeps cycling it around and around. And it's just very heartfelt and it's just very beautiful. And I'd like to play for you next the the bookend of A Love Supreme, which is the fourth movement, which is Psalm. And with Psalm, it goes directly along with the tone poem that he wrote in A Love Supreme to God. And you can hear it if you follow the words with exactly what he's playing. So if you want to look up the words to uh, A Love Supreme, the Psalm movement, it goes exactly along. And there's this motif that keeps coming around where he's like, Thank you, God. And he'll say another little bit along with the words. And he'll go, Thank you, God. So I'm going to read it to you right now. I will do all I can to be worthy of thee, O Lord. It, has, it all has to do with it. Thank you, God. Peace. There is none other. God is. It is so beautiful. 
Thank you, God. God is all. Help us to resolve our fears and weaknesses. Thank you, God. In you, all things are possible. We know. God made us so. Keep your eye on God. God is. He always was. He always will be. No matter what. It is God. He is gracious and merciful. It is most important that I know thee. Words, sounds, speech, men, memory, thoughts, fears, and emotions, time, all related, all made from one, all made in one. Blessed be his name, thought waves, heat waves, all vibrations, all paths lead to God. Thank you, God. His way, it is so lovely, it is gracious, it is merciful. Thank you, God. One thought can produce millions of vibrations, and they all go back to God. Everything does. Thank you, God. Have no fear. Believe. Thank you, God. The universe has many wonders. God is all. His way. It is so wonderful. Thoughts. Deeds. Vibrations. Etc. They all go back to God and He cleanses all. He is gracious and merciful. Thank you, God. Glory to God. God is so alive. God is. God loves. May I be acceptable in thy sight. We are all one in his grace. The fact that we do exist is acknowledgement of thee, O Lord. Thank you, God. God will wash away all our tears. He always has. He always will. Seek him every day. In all ways, seek God every day. Let us sing all songs to God. To whom all praises due. Praise God. No road is an easy one, but they all go back to God. With all we share, God. It is all with God. It is all with thee. Obey the Lord. Blessed is he. We are from one thing. The will of God. Thank you, God. I have seen God. I have seen ungodly. None can be greater. None can compare to God. Thank you, God. He will remake us. He always has and he always will. It is true. Blessed be his name. Thank you, God. God breathes through us so completely. So gently we hardly feel it. Yet it is our everything. Thank you, God. Elation. Elegance. 
exaltation, all from God. Thank you, God. Amen. John Coltrane's words from December 1964. And every one of those words he puts to musical notes in this movement, the last movement. I give you psalm.
completely harrowing, completely beautiful. And it's so personal, the way that Train's playing that that track, Psalm. And with the words, if you look at the words as you hear that track, you really just feel like you're a voyeur or you're just eavesdropping on a very personal thing between Coltrane and God. It's rare when an artist can make you feel like you're eavesdropping or you're just looking into their life because they've created something so personal and decided to share it. Powerful, powerful stuff. Well, this opened up the floodgates for Coltrane to continue his quest of mixing spirituality and jazz. And here's a track from 1965, a year later, called Dear Lord.
Yes, that was Dear Lord by John Coltrane. You can find that on the gentle side of John Coltrane, which is a collection of ballads and more easygoing tunes. And that's from the GRP label. Once again, that was Dear Lord, recorded in 1965 by John Coltrane, a year after the magnum opus, A Love Supreme. We're taking a look at spirituality and jazz in this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And um, just want to thank you for listening. If you like a lot of the things that you hear, you're just more inquisitive, want to find out some more information, please check out the website. It's Dr. Jazz Podcast. That's D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast, all one word, dot wordpress.com. You can get um, some info from past episodes, this episode, and it's got a bunch of the album covers so you know what to look for when you support these artists, their families, their estates, and keep the music going. This is one of the, the things that gets lost in digital translations whenever you just download from iTunes or whatever file sharing thing or you know mp3 site you don't get the liner notes when you don't get the liner notes you don't know what Coltrane is necessarily saying in that tone poem to God that's one of the reasons that I I read it to you before so continuing on this is another classic track by the John Coltrane Quartet of course Coltrane on the tenor saxophone McCoy Tyner on the piano Jimmy Garrison on bass and Elvin Jones on the drums with this track entitled Welcome from Coltrane's Transition album it couldn't be more aptly titled because this was recorded I believe in 1965 as well and it truly sees Coltrane starting to turn the corner in a much more fervent and, you know, fierce direction. That would be a good way of putting it. So, this is kind of like the very end of this kind of easily digestible, easy, easier to listen to version of Coltrane spirituality and this is at the very corner before he turns the corner so and it's beautiful and it's titled welcome
Okay, so the first of those two tracks was a tune entitled Welcome from Coltrane's Transition album. And then the second track that we heard right after that was Compassion from Coltrane's Meditations album on Impulse. This was recorded in November of 1965. And it has John Coltrane, of course, on the tenor saxophone in the left channel, Pharaoh Sanders on the tenor saxophone in the right channel, McCoy Tyner, of course, is on piano, Jimmy Garrison's on the bass, Elvin Jones on the drums, but also Rashid Ali comes in on the drums as well. And Elvin's in the right channel along with Pharaoh Sanders. And Rashid Ali is in the left channel along with Coltrane. This starts to show the listener uh, a change in Coltrane's sound, his approach, having two drummers, having two saxophonists on these recordings. And a lot of that would spiral and, and and it became this spiritual avalanche, if you will. And it, it, some of the tracks get really crazy. I'm not going to lie. You know, Coltrane was in search of something deep. And Coltrane studied all religions around the world. He'd study the Quran. He'd study the... Um, the Torah, he'd study the Bible, he'd study, you know, um, Eastern religions and, and Buddhism and, you know, um, Hare Krishnaism, you know, all these different um, religions, you know, Vishnu. Um, yeah, just uh, he was really enamored with a lot of it. So, um, and they get some of the tracks get really crazy. If you want to check out some of those tracks on your own, uh, you're more than welcome to. You know, um, the reason I did not include some of those tracks on this podcast is because some of those tracks are easily 30, 40 minute tracks. And that, I believe, is a little much for the listener, you know. Um, so there you have it. It would turn into like a, a 10 hour podcast and we can't really have that. So we're going to wrap this thing up. This is, remember, this is a multi um, episode spotlight on this subject. We're covering spirituality and jazz. And this is only part one. So please stay tuned for part two coming soon. Um, and we're going to end this podcast with uh, a track called Peace on Earth, which is by John Coltrane off of his Infinity album. And Peace on Earth has John Coltrane, of course, on the tenor saxophone, Alice Coltrane on the harp, the piano, the organ, and the vibraphone. Charlie Hayden is on the bass. And Rashid Ali and Ray Appleton are on percussion and strings. And this is recorded February 2nd, 1965.
1966. Here is from his Infinity album, Peace on Earth.
Alright, that concludes part one of our podcast on a spotlight on spirituality in jazz. In this first episode, we have taken you from Louis Armstrong's tongue-in-cheek sermons from Elder Eatmore through the gospel boppings of Horace Silver and the Preacher to the magnificent combinations of Mahalia Jackson with Duke Ellington and Coltrane's evolution into spirituality and bringing it to the forefront of jazz music. Thank you for listening. Um, Please be on the lookout for other episodes and our other parts to this spotlight series on spirituality and jazz. If you want to check out the website, I urge you to, to make sure you get the right copies. And we have the album covers there to always steer you clear of any kind of false copies. Don't settle for, you know, cheap knockoffs. Make sure you get the real deal. Okay. Once again, that website is Dr. Jazz Podcast. D-R-J-A-Z-Z podcast.wordpress.com Till next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.